Welcome back to the Fall Podman, the wrestling podcast we bring you each and every week on the Dynamo Podcast Network. Head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. Joining me tonight for a crown jewel review in the podfather of the network. How are we doing, Ian? Very well. Um, yeah, I'm usually well, but like when I talk about Saudi shows, not so much. Also joining me tonight, my partner on the previews and the reviews, Darren. How are you doing, Darren? Hey lads, how we doing? All good? Darren missed our spot on preview. Absolutely. And Ted joining me from Retrotainment and Retrotainment Recast on the network. How we doing, Ted? Hey, you doing, lads? Not too bad, not too bad. Good, good, good. I kind of, I'll throw an opening segue out there to start this. I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I know. have to say. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Don't go anywhere. Come back here. Don't, don't head off. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have to say on the face, like, they put on a stellar show, don't they? It looks the business, the place. Um, what's your thinking, it, Darren? It was, listen, I don't think it's difficult, but it was certainly the best crown deal we've had. Yeah. You know? Oh, boy, a long shot. Boy, a long shot. Um, there was, you know, we didn't have Botch Nation with fucking, with Goldberg for a start. I mean, we did be, you know, like, they, they, they found something he can do. He can do smoke and mirrors. He can do, you know, no DQ, false count anywhere in in the fuck, in Riyadh. Um, that works for him. He doesn't need to go into a wrestling match because at this stage, he just can't wrestle anymore. But I, I think as a as a show and as a spectacle, you've got to say, you know, it went off really, really well. Yeah, when there's 100 million quid pumped into it by the Saudis and the girls are made to wrap up really nicely. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's still better than the the previous ones, you know. Oh, like they, yeah, well, it's it, they but managed... I mean, they're all they're all shite. I mean, it's just another standard WWE show under bigger lights, really, isn't it? And a lot more money. And a, a lot hell of a lot more money. money. But the same lack of direction and lack of fucking ideas within that absolute shite hole of a company. Yeah, well, I think it, I think it's it's billed as a as a, a one off one night kind of thing, with the exception of the kind of King of the Rings and stuff like that. There's a certain amount of build up to it, but there's also mm. a certain amount of filler in there that are just like kind of one off match type things. Mm. Yeah. Um, Ted, what what was your overall before we get down into the matches? As as Darren said, it this has been the this was the best Crown Jewel or whatever the other ones have been called pay per view best Saudi show that they've put on. Um, there's always obviously. The slightly ethical dilemma of oh should I be watching it? But I pay for the network anyway. I wear fucking Nike. I wear all that shit. So like, listen, I can't be sitting here on me high horse. Your ethics go out the window when you when you when you subscribe to WWE, really, isn't it? It's not even just them. Do you know? You I mean I buy brand name products from things. You know, I I can't be sitting here on me high horse saying about any of that. Like it's <laughs> they're all at it. All those big multinational companies are at it. I I enjoyed the show overall, to be honest. Um. As an actual wrestling show, I don't think there was really a bad match on it. Um, as Darren said, the Goldberg, they they figured out what they need to do with him. Just let him go out there and just kind of, you know, be Goldberg. Forget about having a clinic or anything like that. Just let him go out there, hit a few spears, hit a jackhammer, fall around a little bit and then win and or lose, whatever. It doesn't matter. That'll get him through the day. We'll get into that match in a bit because we'll run down through the yeah. matches. But I, I have an interesting idea on that match that I thought was really cool, you know, that I really enjoyed. Um, let's kick off. I suppose we kicked off Darren Will. Two men against two other men that we're really big fans of. The Usos, obviously, are just absolute gold when it comes to tight team wrestling. 
um, versus the Hurt Business. I like that idea. I like Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. I think it's a nice little mix there. Um, what was your thinking on that match? Yeah, I thought it was a good match for the kickoff show, to be honest with you. Because, um, you know, sometimes you can end up with something really, really ropey. But I don't think Usos do ropey, do they? They only know one gear, and that's, you know, to the well, top. Uh, in in the are, ring, they don't anyway. They're well, personalised, is another question. But. They they just, in the ring, they just keep churning it out, don't they really? like? Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're the best tag team in the world. I don't think there's anyone that can argue with that. Um. You know, there's some great wrestlers on some of the other in some of the other companies and stuff like that. But as far as tag team and cohesion and just you know bringing the total package to the table, the Usos are the bar right now. I think I the think them and FTR, yeah, them and FTR are the two pound for pound best tag teams yeah. would ever And I do think the Usos are a step above personally. Yeah, yeah, they've just unbelievable chemistry with everyone they step in with, isn't it? And it's it's just it's mad. Like even tonight, it was kind of weird watching them coming out trying to kind of play face. <laughs> you know that kind of way because obviously yeah. the two boys were coming out as the hurt business, you know. But it was yeah. kind of like, yeah, you can kind of cheer for us, but we don't really care whether you do or not, kind of thing. And I and I think that helps the whole thing, doesn't it? That yeah. they don't really give a fiddlers. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're not they're not there to to be pandered at. To have guys going, oh, you know, you guys are great, and they're like, yeah, well, if we're not great, doesn't fuck, we don't give a fuck either way. Because yeah. at the end of the night, we're walking out with the belts. And we're getting paychecks. Um, we're gonna get into that truck and drive it after eight beers. So who gives it? You know what I mean? Like that's that's it. Speaking isn't of it? which, I need one after watching it. So speaking of which, <laughs> the the only the only problem I have with that match is is the actual hurt business. I think, and this just goes back to ages ago when they they actually split the hurt business. I think that that just did more harm than good because you split the two boys off. They did nothing. What did like? So what did you bother splitting them off for? And then yeah. you were like, ah, let's get them back in because it's it's a good storyline to get them back in. The actual match itself, grand, brilliant little match, but mm. that's the only thing that hurt it. Like, bad booking months ago to split the Hurt Business up. They should have just left them together and been done with it. Well, that's, yeah, well, that's, 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 that's a lot of Ian's frustration with them. Yeah, that's, and, yeah. He's, and he's absolutely right with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Um, they, like, they were one of the hottest things in WWE when they decided to split them, you know? They were they were going big on Raw, you know. Bobby Lashley was was looking absolutely super in the ring. You had MVP on the mic. You had the two little the two little gremlins going around. With, it looked really really good, you know. And then all of a sudden, pop, they're gone. And then like it wasn't bad enough that they made a mistake of splitting them. Who decided we're going to throw them back in here? Like that was an even bigger, you know, faux pas for me. I have to say, and um, they'd have been better off just burying them rather than bring them back in to look like. Oh yeah, we've just dug ourselves up out of a grave. You know what get, I mean? It's get two new boys in. Get two oh. new boys. Get two young, athletic kids, and, and and maybe get them in and and say, you know, oh yeah, we got rid of those other two bums and stuff like that, and play on a type of thing, yeah. rather than bring them back and being like, oh hey, we, we know you ditched us, but we're back, like as as Sideshow Bob, and you know, it's mm. it's nuts. Yeah. Let's What's... move. On. Let's move on. Um, Helen a Cell, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Um, I, I thought both boys looked the absolute business. I think Edge looks absolute business. But I thought I thought the red cage was really cool um in terms yeah. of this setting. Um in cage match. I know it's not the cage matches of old, of course. And like I think no, no, but I think it's at times yeah, I think at times that's kind of the problem when people think of these hell in a cell matches and stuff like that. They think, 
Foley and Undertaker and this is the benchmark and all that kind of thing. I think I think you can kind of enjoy a match like this if you see past those matches. No, I think they set the stall out pretty quick with a lovely little spot where um, Rollins went straight in on, on to, in, into the table. Um, listen, two great workers. Do you know what I mean? The, 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 I thought it was. I thought they done great with the cage. They used it when they needed it. They used the spots when they needed it. Two great workers. Like I say, I'll repeat. Um, they don't need any kind of, you know, three hundred pound guy going through a cage. You know, breaking his back just for our entertainment or, or going off the top of a cell into a. You know, and, and, and that's that's not my kind of wrestling anyway. Even though I look back at it and go, "Geez, it's great," but it, it, you know, I, I it wouldn't have been on my show, put it that way. And hence, why my show wouldn't have made millions of dollars like Vince has done. But I don't even think Vince wanted it on his show either. <laughs> um, but in terms of, I thought it was a really little intelligent, um, cage match. Again, we're talking about two guys who know how to tell a story, and um, they did it with their bodies at times. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, the high spots were in the right places at the right time. And I think in terms of modern kind of hell in the cell matches, it's up there with, with, with the with the best of them. Um thought it was a great end to that trilogy as they as they promoted it. And um, yeah, it's about time now that I mean I think whatever kind of purgatory they have <laughs> set Rollins in, I think it's about time to take him out of it. And, and start letting him be himself again a little bit more and being like a proper badass heel or badass babyface because I think they showed in this match that that's, you know, the, the, the character that he's portraying certainly doesn't fit the work that goes on within the ring. And I think that's something that we forget as as wrestling fans is that it should kind of mesh, you know what I mean? Because he's a lot more badass bell to bell than he is outside of the bell. So, mm. but yeah, no. To, to answer your question, yeah, I thought it was a great match and I think it was probably match of the night, to be fair. Yeah, he kind of comes across as a polished American psycho or something, doesn't he? Yes. Then when he gets into the ring, it's dirty and nasty. You see him like going for edges away with the stick off the chair. But it's not it's not natural. Even that silly yeah. laugh that he does, ha-ha, like it's forced, you know what I mean? It's not, yeah. like, if you're going for that American psycho character, be calm and collected then. Do you know what I mean? It just doesn't, yeah. again, it's just like there's something missing within that um, within it's, like, that, it's that, like he's he's calculated all the way to the ring and then when he gets in the ring it's a bit more sporadic yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah yeah exactly Darren what what did you make of the positioning of the match on the card they rolled it out very quick didn't they they rolled it out very quick which I was surprised with. I mean for the main card that opened up and you were thinking I, I was really caught off off guard I have to say um, I, I would have expected maybe the likes of the tag match or something to kick us off, maybe even the the Big E and Drew, something like that, you know, because they've they've typically when they've had two big title matches like yeah, that, one at the start, one at the end, yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't have been surprised to see Big E and Drew go out there first, but I do think it set a tone as well, and I think they they positioned it cleverly, you know, that they knew this is going to be our biggest match of the night. From a from a wrestling point of view, from a storytelling point of view, so to speak, and if we go out and we put that best foot forward, let's see if everybody else can kind of toe the line and and drag us through the whole show. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. Rather than what they've done in, in the past, which has been peaks and troughs, up and down, up and down, giving you giving you something cold and giving you something hot type of thing. I like the idea, I have to say, and I think as Ian said, you know, it's a super super match. Um, 
the two lads, they've they've nothing to prove to any of us. They're two absolute, you know, magicians in that ring. They really, really are. And I wholeheartedly concur with the with the idea of 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 doing something with the Rollins character. You know, um, I I personally I'd like to see the heat or the 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 face run. I really would. Um, I know he's very good as a as a as a heel, but I just think the face run. There's so much that that they could get behind him, the fans, and he would be an absolute merch megastar, wouldn't he? From I, from I, a, I would say, I would dare say, um, Darren, you and me will be on the same thinking, and we'll get onto it later without giving it away. But a later match and a certain lad that we're going to talk about, and they're synonymous with each other. When it comes to the universal title, that if you've done the switcheroo, yeah. I think it's 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 about time. And I think, you know, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think he would be a mer- he's a good looking guy, you know yeah. what I mean? Very good looking guy, fucking so marketable. Yeah. Um by the way, just before we move on, how fucking good does Edge look? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. he is just made of granite, isn't he? Yeah. And, and not only that, after coming back off that, that career-threatening injury and being out of the game for about eight or nine And then years, getting another and, year with the tricep, yeah. And then coming back and producing some of his best work, you know, which is staggering, really, you know. Yeah. It, um, it's it's funny when, when you say, you know, is some of his best work. And I think time lends itself to people, like, absorbing stuff. So, I mean, even all those years he wasn't in the ring, he was absorbing the likes of what was going on or he was watching old WWE matches and he was watching stuff and he was going, you know what, if I ever got a chance, this is what I do, you know what I mean? And and, and everything he'd he thought about and everything he'd kind of, he'd worked towards, he was given that that kind of, that the door opened and, and he was able to step through it and all of a sudden you go, do you know what, this is my chance to kind of, not right all those wrongs, but to just go and, 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 and put myself forward as an absolute, Workhorse from matches and just make every match that I'm in like he hasn't had a bad match since he come back. Like his his match his body work has been scarily yeah. good. My way adds similar to Shawn Michaels, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. in a different in a different uh, path. I mean, yes. Shawn had his own demons and stuff like that, mm. and was just naturally gifted with that. Whereas Edge was like literally fucking Mister Clean went out and got himself. You know, never never really an issue with that lad. And no. Just was chomping at the bit to come back. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, I'd say from Ted's point of view, Ted, he's laying a legacy down on top of a legacy, really, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's one of the few that, you know, comes back after a big injury and who's in, what, Edge must be nearly 50 now, is he? No, no. He must be nearly. 47, is he? He Well, I mean, yeah, he's close to it. He's up there, you know, like, he's one of the few that's come back and, you know, it's been worth coming back. Like a lot of people come back at that age, and it's like, ah, you really shouldn't have. You've tarnished a bit of your legacy there. Not, not a problem with Edge here. He's come back, and it's, it's just improved his legacy. Um, I think that I think the, the Hell in a Cell, the big red Hell in a Cell, looked well here. I'm not a big fan of it in general. I think it looked really well at this show, though. I think it fit in at this show, but yeah. it doesn't fit in at other shows. Um. Yeah. I also like the fact that this is probably the first Hell in a Cell we've had that deserved to be a Hell in a Cell in a long time. The boys have had a fairly long-standing rivalry, even reaching back to when Edge was out and Rollins threatened to break his neck in that uh, little Raw segment. You know, they've had stuff going on between them. So I understand them having a, a Hell in a Cell match. I think that worked really yeah. well. Big feud ender. Um, 
Edge gets his win because I think Rollins won the last two, didn't he? Did what? Rollins no, won Edge, the first... Edge won it. Edge won at SummerSlam. Edge won at SummerSlam. All right, well, by the way, this is kind of you know the blow off feud. Let Edge win it. Let him ride off into the sun with that happy, the happy victory against Rollins, and Rollins can pull it back somewhere else. You know, it's not like it's the end of Rollins or anything. No, but you're 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 right in what you say, Ted. Um, you know, it Hell in the Cell was the only place for this to go. Yeah. Like from time to time, we've we've had the Hell in a Cell pay per view where every second match on the card was Hell in a Cell, which devalues the whole thing. You know, but this was a legitimate end to a feud, a long running feud. And I spoke with Noel about it on the preview, and I was I was really happy that they let it go this far. That yeah. they didn't just give us the first match or the second match and pull the plug. They slow played it. Because, you know, slow playing, it gave us so much more than just that quick first hit of it. We were really able to kind of get our teeth into it. And that's something creatively that they haven't done enough for me. Stuff has been too turnaround, you know. It's very, very quick. And, you know, we, we, we see each other on a Friday night in SmackDown. And in two weeks' time, it's all over and put to bed. And you're thinking, that didn't even get started, you know. And that's, yeah. Yeah. that's too short sight from WWE's point of view, you know. Yeah, and now now it's ended. Like, you know, Rollins has nothing to be coming back with going, ah, you know, you cheated or this, that, or the other, or I would have won this, that, or No, it's done now. You've ended the feud and you can let the two boys go their separate ways. And if they need to meet up again six, seven months down the line at the Royal Rumble or something in the match, there's still something there that you can still click them together on. But you yeah. don't need to. Like, nobody's clamoring for them two to be together now at the next pay-per-view or anything. So it's a good good way to end that feud, and either one winning would have been grand, really. It was nice to see Edge get it, because he hasn't had a big feud-ending win yet since he's come back, so it was nice to see him get that. But if Rollins won, I don't think anyone would have complained either, would they? No, I think it's important that they go off separately as well, because otherwise it devalues the cage match, really, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's move on. Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. Let's <laughs> just gloss over it. Let's just skip, skip it to the next one. <laughs> yeah. what, what was the idea of rolling your man out? Um, he came set. He got a silver medal at the thing, but he only came. He only got the silver medal because he got disqualified for knocking his opponent out, which you're not meant to do in karate. Yeah, but what's he? What's he doing in this circuit? It's just. It was just you know that cheap pop of you know Saudi Arabia. Here's someone who did really well at the Olympics for them. Get him out. It'll be a nice little pop for them. And the Saudi boys are paying for it anyway. That's all that is, do you know? Yeah. yeah. And it was great. nice for the two boys, you know. Like Mansoor was always going to be on the show somewhere, wasn't he? You know, he's on all of them. Should have been selling fucking hot dogs. Yeah. Free. Absolutely. Yeah, but he's been when, on all when, of them, you know, you know, hometown boy and whatnot. They they roll him out every time. And I get it, like we've had Jordan Devlin when when you know WWE came to town and stuff like that. So I do get it. But you know, there's a big difference between rolling Jordan Devlin out in the O2 because he's a legitimate star. Whereas rolling out Mansoor, like the guy's an absolute, you know, he's shockingly bad. He's not ever going to go anything above a jobber in WWE, other than the fact they might roll him out once a year to please the fat boys sitting in the couches in the four six rolls. Like that's what you know. Willies. Anyway, what, what do you think he has next, a contract uh, for? <laughs> move to the next show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, RK Bro versus Styles and Omos. Um, I think we called this on the preview that this was just going to be a title rematch that would just blend out as it did and stuff like that. Um, I, I think that RKO off the, the top rope, I think, is is beginning to be the norm now rather than the shock value, isn't it? 
it's just uh, it's 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 gotten very it's another I'll, I'll take this one like it's the same with another one of my favorites you know you've got a lad who's still quite clearly in his prime you know much younger than edge that they're just uh, he's just part of the furniture here so we'll do you know uh, he'll be happy to take his paycheck well he's happy to take his paycheck because he'll do whatever you want him to do and i'm sure he's just fed up with the system and he's just happy to keep the money fucking rolling in mm. um another just another i mean i don't um the rk bro thing it's fun for a while yeah i get it i'm fucking over it personally just just personally speaking i'm over it uh, like Randy Orton is so much more than that. I mean, he is on his day, he's better than anyone in that company and more legit than anyone in that company. From your Lashley's to your fucking Drills to your, you know, Big E's to the other frizzy haired fuck up. He's wrestling wild. He really is, like, and I think it's just, it's just another example of this company not knowing what they're doing. Basically, I, I have to say, I did pop for Riddle on the camel. Yeah, I, I, I thought, just thought it was, it I just was funny. It was hilarious. I did, oh, I man, did find it funny. I did if, find if, it. If, if it was anyone else other than Riddle, I probably don't think I would have found it that funny. But the oh, fact yeah. that it's Riddle, it, yeah. Riddle no, it was, just, it, it worked was. so it, well it for that. Like, it, it, yeah. it was funny because it was funny because you would believe. <laughs> you would believe that he was possibly just outside smoking a joint, and he found a camel, and he was probably yeah. talking to the camel. And the camel actually agreed that he'd bring him in. To the I, thought, show. I, I was convinced he was going to take a bump off the back of the camel at one stage. It just, it just like, <laughs> looked like it, all right, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was, but, uh, yeah. no, it, it's just again, it's it's just something I'm over. And also, I, I mentioned I mentioned Orton there, and another lad that they're just doing absolutely nothing with AJ Styles. Like, I mean, was was really super over as a champion, which none of us would have envisaged envisaged back in the day. And uh, when he first came into the company, and just ah, you'll do over there. I I just don't know. Um, I, I suppose with Orton, his role in the company now, as much as we revere him and, and how good he's been, and he is wrestling world, he's no doubt about it. But he's probably in that vein now, of you know, he's gonna he's gonna pair up with people, then he's gonna turn somewhere down the line and kind of legitimize them into the roster some way and something like that, isn't it? I mean, do you see? Do you see Riddle coming out of this at the back end of this more legitimized? Yeah. Yeah, but for a little while. Mm. For a little while. How can you say, like, you, you, there is no long-term planning within this company. No. So, you know, there is none. So it's, it's, it's listen, it's it, the idea of what you say on paper and oil is great. But the reality of it is no. He'll be legitimized for a little bit and he'll get a cup of coffee in the big time, and then it'll be back. Do you know what I mean? To, to square one. They, go ahead, Darren. Because the, the biggest problem is the camel is very similar to, to Vince, and he'll get the fucking hump with you pretty quickly. Yeah. And and all of a sudden, your your big star is buried. You know, like yep. we've seen we've seen him create so many big, big stars will fail to follow through and, and really push them to where they should be. Like how Kevin Owens is where he is. Is just deplorable. It's, like, it's 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 the same with AJ Styles. Like people yeah. need to realize that Vince McMahon, like it's all well and good them doing the dark side of the rings on Ric Flair and all these other bad lads. The the, the darkest side of the ring is the head of that company. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The lad is a sociopath. 
Like he does not have human empathy or feelings with someone. He'll love you for a day and then he'll just drop you as soon as, he, as, as you know, he's just, he doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, what, what age is he now, Darren? About 712. Right. 712 on the bleeding Richter scale of fucking Freemasonry, probably. But uh, <laughs> but the thing about it is, he's more money than sense. Like, he literally doesn't know what he's doing with some of these lads. So, no, I don't hold high hopes for poor old... Uh, I, I lost a massive amount of respect from him um, when, I don't know if you guys remember seeing the, the behind-the-scenes stuff from the WrestleMania where Jericho and Owens wrestled. Yes. And, and he they walked back from the from the ring and got to Gorilla, you know, and Vince kind of chewed him out a little bit and was like, yep. that's not what I wanted. And yep. you were like, that was a good match. Like, what What did you not love about that? Like, what? What? there's two guys going out and putting their bodies on the line for you and your company and, yep. and trying to, you know, and trying to, trying to put the product into a good place and, and you, you just walk back and disrespect them like that. I just thought, Jesus, like, you know, you can, you can be a genius and, and people can say, like, you know, he's the... He's the godfather of wrestling and he's the innovator and he's this and he's that. But when you don't have any respect for the guys that are going out and putting their bodies and their lives on the line for you and your company so you can make millions and billions and millions, you know, like that's that says an awful lot about the guy. I have to be I think what we're seeing, and Riddle is a good example that Noel brought up. I think what we're really seeing here now is what Vince is when he just disregards all of the advice that comes to him, but when he's got too many people around him. When we had the when we had the when we had the, the Monday Night Raws and the pay-per-views being written around the pool with you know three or four lads, that was when the company was at its best. That's when legit stars were made. You know what I mean? The Michaels and the Bretts and and whoever else, the, the Austins and, and all those guys that came came along. We're now seeing way too many cooks in the kitchen. And I don't think Vince's brain can fathom what direction it's going. I mean, well, we're going to get onto a match here pretty soon, like about, yes. you know, the whole Black History Month and all that stuff and, and trying to have the PR thing. And it's, 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 um, I, I just find, I find it all very weird. Basically. And don't forget, there's, there's an awful lot of the cooks in this kitchen that shouldn't be anywhere near it. No, you know, Z-list like, Hollywood writers failed. Z-list Hollywood writers. And, 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 and look at the girl that who was in there six or six weeks. Well, she was in there six weeks even, and they shipped her she back. She wasn't. She was in a day. She was in a day, and she know, was basically like, slagging slagging the business. And and but but bluffing because like you know yourself, we're wrestling fans. We know wrestling. Like I be I be thirty seven this year. I spent thirty two years of my life watching pay per views, watching weekly shows, right? Yeah. And 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 we live and we breathe it. This girl was writing soap operas and decided to step in and, and, and she was going to be a writer for something that she knew nothing about. But the, the absolute really scary thing was somebody was willing to give her a go. Yeah. Somebody was going to give her airtime and say, Do you know what, let's see what your ideas are. Like, that's scary. I think, I think the problem is when you sign a deal like the Peacock deal and stuff like that and you get fairly comfortable in the cash because it's a given now, you don't feel like you have to go out and earn it. And I think when you start that stone rolling down that side of the mountain, it's very, very hard to stop it, isn't it? It's very hard to change it and stop it, you know, because you, you, you've literally signed over, excuse the pun, but you've signed over the crown jewels to someone else whose expectation of what you're trying to produce is very different. And now you have to row in with that, whether you like it or not, or whether it's him pushing it, or he's just happy that whoever's pushing it is where the checks come from. 
but the revenue stream has totally changed now. I don't know whether they care about ratings anymore. I don't think no. ratings in their life is a thing anymore. I, I Listen, think what happens is it's a given now that they're going to earn truckloads of cash. Noel, it, it, this is all about, we've said it before, this is all about the inevitable sale, which it will be. Um, I, I, I've said it for a long, long time. And look, I'll fight people about it. I don't mean physically, but I'll fight people in, in an argument was in an argument um, or a debate setting that this is quite clear. Vince is not going to just hand that over to anybody. It's like that dad that's like, you little bastard children work the way I fucking had to work. You know what I mean? And this is what he had. It's like this chip on the shoulder that he has because we all know Vince is that alpha male. And um, it, it's, it's not just a, a TV character. It's obviously in there as well. And I think it's, it, it's, it's, it's all due to, to, to getting as much commercialization on this company. And Darren, you're, you're, you're big into business. And Noel, you run your own business. You know the writing's on the wall when you see it, isn't it? It's basically there when you've got, when you've got the other can basically saying, well, we're not for sale, but we'll have a conversation. You know what I mean? Coming out publicly saying that. Then they have they have a way of controlling the stock exchange and manipulating the stock. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely, and, and they you know, know what's happening on the other side. And the other side is only going to get stronger when you when you look at. And, and, and what, the, what's thing, going on. the thing about it as well, if we were sitting in that seat, we may have a similar view, even though we're wrestling fans. But if you're if you're looking at it purely from the business side of it, as opposed to the wrestling side of it. It, it, it's a different viewpoint. On a well, then what are you in it for then? If you don't, if you don't love it for what got you to well, the I, dance, well, well, I suppose then it's time to, to sell, isn't it? Well, I, yeah, but I suppose what you have to do is in order to protect your legacy and stuff like that, even if you want out, there's a certain way of going out, even though like if you're clever enough to it, you can kind of see through it a little bit. Oh, no, but, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But Noel, you tell me in one, like in the last five to ten years he's actually done the opposite in protecting his legacy he's actually a laughing stock now even the smart marks are gone Vince doesn't have a clue this is an old man that doesn't know what he's doing yeah like so it's only like that's a fact that that, that like that's not up for debate he is literally now considered the old man that doesn't know what he's doing anymore yeah. The, the guys yes. that are now discussing wrestling are talking about him like he's their crazy uncle Ned locked up in some yes. fucking home on a Sunday afternoon and he's knitting a blanket for Happy Gilmore, you know. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah. it, that's that's the way he's seen look, them. Look in. what he's done with, look, because of what he's done to their own, like say Ted, for example. Ted, you're a big, uh, I know you're not much younger than us, but you are younger. Like NXT, especially you being an indie fan, NXT would have been like one of the one of the things that you would have enjoyed the most on the WWE product. And most wrestling fans would have, to be fair, including myself. Mm. Look what they've done with that. You know, it's not going to be dark anymore. We're going to get Triple H out of there. We're going to just make it all the flower, the colours of the rainbow. Mm. What? Oh, yeah. And we're going to take Halloween Havoc this month and we're going to make it just fucking nothing. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you actually doing? You know, yeah, there's a there's a lack of there's a lack of legacy there advising them really, isn't there? And and even yeah. and the problem is even if it was there, even if you still had a Briscoe and a Patterson and someone like that to go, man, 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 that's not thing to do. I think as you said, because he's at that stage now as the, the crazy Uncle Ned or whatever it is, he'd still probably just go ahead anyway. 
Is he, well, his ego has done that to himself. He's done that to himself. Like yeah. the, he used to need people like the Jim Cornets and the Briscoes and the Pritchard. Well, I mean Pritchard. I don't want to put Pritchard in that sentence because he's just he's he's quite clearly the epitome of just brown nose. Do you know what I mean? Um, always was, always will be. But um, back to, back to I, I didn't think much of that match, and I, I'm sorry, Noel. You asked me a good question about uh, yeah. about poor El Riddle, and and that's that's what I think will happen to Riddle. I think whatever Roby gets from this mm. whole scenario, um, it will be a thing for a while, and then it won't be a thing anymore. Mm. Basically, yeah. unfortunately. Let's let's move on to Queen's Crown tournament. Dewdrop versus Selena Vega. Ted. Yeah, I was happy enough with that match. To be honest, I, it was more than I expected coming in from it. To be like, I didn't, I didn't think there was going to be much in this. Definitely didn't see these two ever get into the final of it. If I'm completely honest, um, I think this is probably what Zelina was promised when she resigned for the company. I think she was promised certain things and didn't get them. Um, they kind, they did her dirty around nine eleven because she did a lot of PR work for them, and she Ooh. was meant to wrestle on the um. All it taken. She was meant to wrestle on the the SmackDown in, in the in New York, and you know, she she's been very vocal about the fact that her dad died at nine eleven. He was a firefighter and stuff like that, and first responder and all that. She's very vocal. She went out and did a lot of PR work for them, and then her match got bumped, and she'd bought special gear and everything for it. And I think this is a little bit of a, a thank you back to her. I think she deserves it, to be honest. I don't think she she doesn't really get a whole lot of time in the ring. I thought she was a fantastic manager when they had her the first time round. Um, and they dropped the ball with her there. Yeah, um, Dewdrop is only relatively new into it, um, so she can bounce back from this loss, like get into the finals when you've only been in the company, considering they pretend that NXT UK doesn't exist. Um, being not, it's not nice to minute. say the fact she can bounce back there. That's not cool, would you? <laughs> but, uh, you know, like they pretend NXT UK doesn't exist, so what she did there for two years doesn't count. So she's only in the company, you know, six weeks or whatever it is now. So she, she'll be fine. And like, I don't know if you boys have seen her. I think Darren's seen her on the independence. Like, yeah. she she can go. Like, she'll be fine. If they, oh, if they, I've definitely seen her on the independence. Once, once they, once yeah, they yeah. let her go, she'll she'll be a star. So she will. The, the one thing I would worry about is next week on Raw when she's now called Drop, you know, um, yeah. because Vince doesn't like first names anymore. Um, and now, now we've got Bearcat Lee and. Uh, oh, yeah. And drop, you know, and, like, and then he's like, he's like, um, well, he's not like Simon Rochford tried to be Vince McMahon over here in OWW back in the day. I knew double barrel names, and you're like, you two, you really don't room together. Do you know what I mean? And I, 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 des- I deserve to lock it. You're, you're going out tonight, you're going to be Johnny Wishbone. Uh, yeah, Danger Doyle, I'm just gonna say. Noel knows what I'm talking about there. What about, what about Kigo? Where's Kigo? Listen, Kigo will tell you all about Danger Doyle. I was the Dynamo once, and then I was told to be Danger Doyle. And I decided to walk out on the show with a T-shirt saying Dynamo. <laughs> yeah. um, DD actually worked out. Danger Doyle, Dynamo's dozen. That's all I'm saying. Who knew? Absolutely. Who knew? Yeah. Thanks, Simon. Let's move on. <laughs> false, <laughs> false count anywhere. See, I told you you'd come on and we cheer you up through this. I know you found it hard, but we cheer you up. We bring you along. False it's only count. because of your gentlemanly fucking conduct towards <laughs> me at this moment in time. 
False count anywhere match. Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. I have to say, I wanted to touch on this now. I really enjoyed this one. Um, I'm sure you did. I, 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 I was expecting this. <laughs> Me and Darren didn't. I, I was expecting this. Oh, we did. I was expecting this to end at the jackhammer, and I got five more minutes, and I couldn't believe it. So, um, yeah, but yeah I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was just two, two absolute beasts knocking lumps out of each other. I loved Lashley at the start where he pulled the chain out and wrapped it around his hand. I thought that was really cool. Um, and he, and he split Goldberg at the top of the head with it as well. I thought it was really cool as well, Darren. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was gonna. Yeah. But we kind of again we kind of called this in the pre on the pre show and we said, you know, Goldberg has his limitations. Let's not go and try him. He's not gonna have a sixty minute Ironman match with Shawn Michaels, is he? So let's put all the smokes and mirrors out there. Let's let him use them. Let's let's let him jump off the stage and spear him through a table and you know and and sell it like that because you can sell him as a badass. He's an easy sell as a badass. Soon as that music hits, everybody's like, "Oh my God, it's Goldberg!" You know, so and they got what they needed to get out of the match. You know, um, how much of the crowd into it? The crowd absolutely, well into it. he's he's a big star, man. He really is. You know that that streak, the legacy of that streak lives on. He's one of the biggest. You know? He's one of the biggest stars, and I will tell you one thing: uh, like hats off to WCW still and Eric Bischoff for for the handling of him. That's it's one of the best things they've ever done. Yeah. Um, for him to still have that because like WWE didn't make him in in fact quite the opposite quite the yeah. opposite um that that WCW run was just yeah it was incredible the entrance is still cool as well isn't it, it is uh, his, cool his, his music is just it's the music isn't it the music is just uh, it, the music makes it and that sparks and then him coming out like a fucking yeah. Like he's having an epileptic like fit. Like, you know, it's you just, see, it's, it's you perfect. He's trying to open the door and the door wouldn't open first and then he opens the door and walks out. But when he walks out, like he's twice the size of all the security lads. He walks yeah. out and he's a monster. Like, they, they do a good show of getting him out to the ring and Darren's right. They, this man has limitations. You know, he's what, he's definitely he's probably pushing 60 now at this point I don't know what oh, age no, he is but no, he looks no. at anyway he's about, he's about 52 I think he only turned 52 the other week well he he looks older than that when he's in the ring like not physically but like his you know I was going to say he's... if you if you if you had to say about how that man looks when you're 50 I want to see a picture no but I mean do you know like when he's when he's, he's moving around, isn't yeah, he? like he's moving around and yeah. he just doesn't look great. And I mean, he yeah. never looked great when he was walking around in the ring. He was always a get in, jackhammer, spear, jackhammer, get the fuck out of the well, ring, boy. But, he never, he never really had a, like I've always said, he never had any business being in a ring purely because his own ego fucking allowed himself to be, you know, to not listen to anybody. And that was also fault of Eric Bischoff. But I think when he got to WWE, and especially in recent times, what Ted, you'll probably agree that he's he's kind of taken a, a bit of a step back and and learned his limitations. You know, I mean, it's about twenty years in the making that he's fucking finally listened. Mm. But he's kind of listened a little bit and kind of trusted in people that know what they're doing. Yeah. That uh, he he's he he talked about coming back initially to to kind of you know let the misses and the and the young lads see what he was able to do to I think and he is setting a little bit of a better um example for the young fella than than let's say if he if he rolled back to 20 years and, and watched this WCW streak do you know yeah. he's he is he, he's putting he's trying to put his best foot forward he, he's trying to do stuff better that's, you that's know? admirable to be fair absolutely 
absolutely. Yeah, and and you know, knowing having limitations is one thing, but knowing them is another thing. Well, the warrior would have liked to do that. I'm, I'm sure. I've always thought of Bill Goldberg and the Ultimate Warrior in a similar category. I think Bill Goldberg was a hell of a lot better than the Warrior, even though. Um, I mean, in ring wise, like he's definitely had better matches and more consistently better matches. Um, I just done a show that I'll drop tomorrow on Halloween Havoc. Like, and you look at the DDP match that he had, which I still think is his best match of all time. Um, and DDP is to be fair, but I think you're right. I think he got to a certain level in WCW and he thought he was the big cheese, and that can happen. Because it's such an ego-driven business. I know myself, even on a smaller scale, your ego goes off the fucking Richter scale. You know what I mean? Just because people were there to see you. And you're like, oh, Jesus, people want to talk to you because they saw you. And it's just it's just a natural human thing. It's not really anyone's fault. It's just one of those kind of, uh, I suppose, auras or chemical kind of chemistry kind of drug type whatever fucking kind of want to what hippie version you want to say of people kind of having connections and and kind of coming through and and basically what i'm trying to say is that if you think about it someone like goldberg on the scale that he was like and, and the superstar that he was he really didn't have anyone to kind of grab him by the fucking neck and say right listen I'm going to teach you how to work. Let's do this. And when the one man that did try and do it, he fucking ended his career <laughs> in Brett. You know what I mean? And it was kind of unfortunate that it happened that way. And then you saw what he was like in WWE then. Like he was fucking, he hated Triple H. He wanted to fight everyone. He broke his fucking hand in a, in a stupid segment on a limousine. You, you were just like, is this man actually brain dead? So, yeah, the comparisons with him and the Warrior are absolutely so in line with each other that it, it's scary. But the, the good thing about it is Goldberg is now still with us. Unfortunately, the Warrior isn't. And he gets to kind of, I suppose, rectify some of those uh, mishaps, I suppose, that he may feel happened uh, in, in his past. Yeah, even the way, like, I mean, I suppose if we think about how he exited the business... That time after WrestleMania 20, that yeah. would leave a bad taste, and that would be something you'd want to come back and rectify for the right reasons, especially if you're leaving a legacy for your family to look at. You don't yeah. want your family thinking, Well, that's how you walked out, two boys just taking the piss in Madison Square Garden, you know what I mean? That's your end game, you know? Yeah, you're talking to well, especially, especially when you got Austin as the referee, probably saying to you, Fuck you, two guys. Do you know what I mean? That's what Austin was basically said in his podcast. He was like, I was looking at these two guys saying, Fuck you, this is my business, like. You know what I mean? Yeah, you had, but like he he came out in this, and I thought like that. Darren said it as well. Like he had the he has the limitations, and it looks like both he and WWE have learned. Like, listen, don't be going out there asking for much. Just send them out there, hit a couple of big moves, let them take a couple of big moves. Um, the only real issue I had with this match was, I know what Darren was saying. He liked the chain at the start. I would like that, but that chain sort of thing. That's a spot that's used as a you know, the end of the match a lot of the times. So it's a bit weird to see it used at the start of the match and have no effect. And then the the jump off the second rope with the chair around someone's leg. We've seen people put out for six or eight months with that, you know, like, and I know it's storyline driven and they're actually injured, but they use that as an ender and he's just getting up out of it, hitting spears and hitting jackhammers. And yeah, he's limping around a little bit. Like 
certain spots like that I think should be protected like jumping off the second rope onto a chair onto some lad's well, leg only, that, only that's a leg breaker just leave that alone don't be the sticking the only thing that should have been protected in this match was the fucking opponent but uh, quite clearly uh, Darren liked this one earlier quite clearly Black History Month has ended but, uh, <laughs> well, but we learned very quickly later on that it hasn't no, but only for certain people but listen <laughs> he was always Goldberg was always winning this to, like the you know, he, he's come back and ever since he came back, he's always come out kind of on the right end of any feud he's been in. And he got Melling beaten of by roses. Lashley. Yeah, like he got beaten by Lashley and that was the right call at the time when Lashley was champion. And this was just kind of, here's your win back, Goldberg. Thanks very much for that. It's very weird, Off isn't it? Go. And it was one outside of the WWE that Vince has ever really paid that much. Yeah, it's guess he can come in and demand the money. Like you know, he's a star. Like you can see it when he goes over to these shows. The way the crowd react, the man's a star. So Vince, Vince will fucking take that if it's going to make him all this money. He's happy to take and give this lad the respect if it's making him all that cash. And, and that's what this was. This was just giving the man back. There's your win back. And you know, Lashley beat up your son, so everyone got a good laugh I, out of that. I think there's, I think there's a part of Vince that thinks the longer he can keep Goldberg in WWE the more people will remember him for WWE. Yeah, But as I think, as I think Ian said, yeah, as I think Ian said earlier, you know, WWE didn't create Goldberg. WCW and Eric Bischoff did, you know. And But I do think from Vince's point of view, he would like to be able to say, you know, Bill Goldberg, WWE Hall of Famer. You know, and that's that'll that'll, that'll kind of settle it for Vince. He won't want to have that taste in the mouth where people go, "Oh yeah, you know, Goldberg, best WW, WCW champion of all time" type thing. You know, that that kill Vince inside, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But that's what he tried to do with Sting. But Sting was obviously too intelligent to to fall for it. So, um, yeah, we move on. Move on. King of the Ring tournament, Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods. Here we fucking go. Xavier uh, running cla- with a Class over. Cla- just fucking skip it. <laughs> we can't. Ian. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> give, give us your thoughts. The three That's of us cool. head off for 20 minutes, will we? Let him go off on this one, will we? <laughs> it, it's, it's quite clear. It's quite clear. And socially distance meet at the bar. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, It'd be a good idea. <laughs> after if, watching so, if socially distancing is about 20 metres, not two. <laughs> I reckon after watching that match, I'd have socially fucking found some cunt and just bounced his head off a table. <laughs> Sorry about that. It wasn't your fault, but I'm just after seeing something horrible. Um, talk, talk, talk to me about, is, is your issue with the match or is your issue with the result or is your issue with, you know, we've had Turnbuckle Gate that like it never happened. Well, that's it. Yeah. There you and, go. And, um, this is had, what we come to. This yeah. is what we come to. So th- this, this, this is where I'm coming from. Like, because if you if you look at the match as a match, is there an issue within the match and with Xavier, it was just it was just a just... WWE Raw match. I mean, look, you've got Xavier bleeding woods who isn't even in the same ballpark of conversation. I mean, that lad's an out now hack. Like, you know what I mean? Shout out to the Noy family. Um, just. I don't know. I mean, this lad isn't like he's a legit hack. He's got no fucking talent other than honking a fucking horn. And like, yeah, he can move within the ring, but he's a little acrobat. He's fucking shite. Um, sorry to say, but it's a fact. Um, 
Kofi and, and Xavier, or Kofi and Big E, I can get behind. This lad has nothing that grabs me. And this is a lad that they're trying to build up. And they feed Finn Balor to him, who literally two months ago, well, a month ago, not even a month ago, was the demon wrestling for the, the title and was just about to win the title from the fucking head of the table. Like, this is, if this isn't a cluster, I do not know. And I'll tell you, I hope, I hope, I hope that uh, my pal, if you're listening for it, get the fuck out of there because you get paid twice as much and work twice as less over in the other crowd and they'll actually appreciate you. I hope he just says, fuck you, see you later. Because that's going to be him and Roman Reigns and then Sami Zayn are going to be the last pieces of that indie crowd that they brought in that they done absolutely nothing with. Nothing of note. Uh, um, it's shocking. It's shocking. Xavier Woods. Do you hear the little pipsqueak voice in him at the end? I'm going to be running things now. Sounds like a little rat. Like it may as well have been, uh, may as well have been that little mouse from um, Ratatouille, that movie in Disney. In fact, he sounded more demonic than that little weasel. I, I, I just thought it was shocking. Shocking booking. Um, it's quite clear that Vince has nothing of respect with Balor other than that demon um, gimmick just to make a few quid for him. Well, so it's quite clear that they don't value him in any way, shape or form. Ted, come in here because you, you gave me a very good breakdown on this last night when we were talking off air, if you like. Um, you made some really good points in terms of what you're seeing it going towards Xavier Woods. Now, it might not be Something that Remember, Ted Fergus, listen. Yeah, well, well, I don't think I don't think Fergus would want to be walking around with a crown on his head anyway. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm sure he'd much prefer the WWE Championship. I also, even though I got that rant out of the way, you see me smiling now. I also have a little theory later, but let Ted go. Go ahead, Ted. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I I don't think Woods is a hack. I I definitely not. I'm not on the same boat on Ian on as that one. I don't think the lad's a hack. I think he can go in the ring think he's got a lot of charisma there he's all right yeah i think he's got a lot of charisma behind him um yeah he's the next hogan for sure give him the belt i'm not saying he's the next world champion (laughs) but like i do i don't think he's a hacker by any means Ah, Um, he's an out now hack not for me he's not and there was the second i seen him in this i I was happy to say he was going to win this whole tournament didn't matter who he came (laughs) up against i knew he was winning this 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 is a lad who's been talking for years now in his career how the one thing he always wanted to win was the king of the ring. Was an argument. Sorry? Was an argument. Yeah. <laughs> now, he's, he's always talked about how king of the ring was always his favourite tournament and it's the one he always wanted to win. Ah, and, Sorry. And the thing is that, like, people might not realise it, but Up, Up, Down, Down, which is his gaming channel, WWE, he basically gave that over to WWE and it's, it's now their property and he works alongside with them. It's got 2 million uh, subscribers on YouTube that was a, a market they were trying to break into into that YouTube market and he did fucking wonders for them for getting that in he has a very big pop culture reference and stuff and he has a lot of reach outside of WWE into that gaming community and stuff like that and this was just a thank you to him that is what this is no <laughs> doubt now we're getting mind. to it now we know what Ted loves him he's a gamer it's not it, it, it's nothing to do with whether loving him or not like the fact is that that's what that's what Vince gave it to him for he was like that's this is a thank you for your work on something else that I had no fucking scooby about. Pete, he, not he didn't got, do that. He to, not Pete, he didn't do that to earlier. 
Sorry, didn't someone say earlier that Zelina's father died in 9-11? Yeah, I said and, that, yeah. And they dropped her from the fucking show. But yeah. yet they put out a 9-11 documentary. It's pity they couldn't afford her the same fucking courtesy, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying he's a good guy, but like I did say that that's, that's what happened. Like they, they dropped the ball on her, had her do all the media work for that 9-11 documentary, and then yeah. cut her match from SmackDown. But I yeah. think this is why this was going to Woods. The second I see him in this tournament, I knew this has been handed to him as a thank you, and it didn't matter who he came up against. I wasn't shocked by this result at well, all. Even Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar wasn't in the tournament, so. No, but I'm saying you said it didn't matter who he would have come up against. Yeah, because the likes of Brock Lesnar and all aren't going to be in king of the ring. You know, it was always going to be. Yeah, but then but then why put the lad that just went up and nearly beat your main guy that you're marketing in the king of the ring? Because they wanted to, they wanted him to beat somebody of no. Yeah, well, there's plenty of no, plenty of lads with notoriety. They could have let be Kevin Owens because he's yeah. on the Dean, he's on the, uh, well, the Dean Ambrose leaving tour at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, but Owens refuses to go to these shows, so they wouldn't have had Owens for this pay per view, and they knew they that. Could, they well, could then, have let him in the. We're talking about pro wrestling here. Yeah. Forget about gaming. We're talking well, about pro wrestling here. Now, by the same argument that you've come up for, come up with an argument against how that hurts Balor then. What do you mean, how it hurts Balor? What do you mean? What do you mean, come up with an argument? The question, the question is quite simple. How does that help Balor losing clean? It doesn't. Yeah. So they basically built up a lad just to fucking, just to drop a fucking, not even a strap. They basically left Balor with nothing. I'll say that word, Ian. Vince is listening. Yeah. It's It's a universal championship. Or it's a championship. It's not a strap or a belt. Those words are banned around here. Yeah, yeah. well, as Brett said when he got screwed that time, you left me like a slug in the ring and and left me with nothing. I'm going to throw my my Tuppence word in here. Do. If if he's don't mind and and settle this argument. Xavier Woods, you're a fucking hack. You're not a hack. You're a fucking hack, right? He had no business being in the King of the Ring final and he had absolutely... No business beating a wrestler of the caliber of Finn Balor. Like best wrestler is, on the so, planet. Fact. That's and 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 listen, and we have to be honest here. Like I know anyone that listens to this might go, yeah, these are four Irish lads. You know, they're giving it all Finn Balor. Like Finn Balor is one of the absolute premier wrestlers in world wrestling. Whether pound it's for pound, AW, the best. pound for pound, the best. Right. The whether it's AW, whether it's New Japan, you know, no matter where, he is one of the absolute best in the world. And, and there's no way he should be losing clean to Xavier Woods. Like, with an elbow uh, drop. With an elbow. Like, come on, man, will you? Jesus Christ. That is that is WWE's creative team at their very worst. Like, yep. you know, you talk about Riddle being outside on the Ganji. Like, what must the lads have been smoking when they decided this was going to be the end of the tournament? Like, Jesus Christ, man. So like, I, I hear everything Ted said. It's fair enough, right? If you if you want to build a lad up because he's at the bringing money into your company and and he's an asset because he's at the bringing X amount of people over, that's fine. But like you said, Darren, there's plenty of other people that you could have fed him. But and bringing Balor into it, really wanted to repay him. You still got Paige on the books. Get her in for a couple of days a week and let him have another go at the Blading Championship. But don't be don't be feeding him Balor like that's. I, I suppose I, I suppose if you're trying to raise his profile and you're trying to get him to step out of 
when we talk about these guys, a lot of people are in favour of the New Day being together all the time. I think they need to step out of each other more. And I think if you're trying to legitimise him in terms of stepping him out of that situation, and he's going to maybe go off now and be the king of the ring, the king and all this type of thing, you have to have a certain profile of guy in there, don't you, for people to... So what, is it? Is your baller, your Mr. Perfect then? That's just the, the, the guy <laughs> like that fucking... I mean, Noel, don't forget... You can't, you can't turn the toys either now. I'm watching you trying no, to be no, all diplomatic. No, 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 you were the one that promised us that Balor was going to get the belt within this two weeks and all that as well. I was watching your Crown Jewel preview. No. I was like, come on, Noel, now stick no, by it. No, you no, said no, that no, he was going to no, turn. No, I am. I'm not justifying Xavier Woods in any way. And what, what I'm saying is it was going to lead into another question where I was going to ask you now, what now for Balor? And I don't mean in terms of six or 12 months I'm heading off the AEW. I mean in terms of that raw circle. I think he just needs to get wind down his contract as quick as he possibly can and get the fuck out. Because, I mean, if you're talking about when you hear the likes of Kenny Omega being the best wrestler on the planet or Daniel Bryan being the best wrestler on the planet, and then we've got CM Punk back, surely you're a baller and you're sitting there going, I want to wrestle these guys without the filters that these idiots are going to put on me. Do you know what I mean? Um, especially at the age he is now where he's still at the age where he can go. Do you know what I mean? Um, controversial, controversial, as I may be saying this, Kenny Omega, another fucking hack, by the way. Another hack. No, just but, leave, but just what, leave you're, what you were saying there, Darren, that's what I'm saying. I think pound for pound, Balor is twice the wrestler, bell to bell, that and, and any of those guys Absolutely. Are. And I think when we say that, it's not because we're Irish or it's not no, because we're no, I think, nope. a, I think a stranger who's a pro wrestling fan could turn around and say that, and it's very legit in the conversation. Yeah, but, but, but I would also, I would also, in the same breath, say the same about Randy Orton and AJ Styles, as we oh, mentioned. I think those three. I think those right. three, and, and are, they're not. So it's not that we're just beating the. No, the they are, they are the three. They are the three. I, I've always said it. Balor. Styles and, and Orton, you and me sing from the same hymn sheet, uh, Darren. Absolutely. I mean, the only thing that I'm thinking that they could, I mean, and listen, again, we, we, we tried to think what WWE might do with Balor and the potential they had, but these Z-list writers have absolutely nothing up their arse but their thumbs. Do you know what I mean? They have fucking no credibility in writing ever because they've never actually achieved that other than as, as Darren said earlier blagging their way into a job because they happen to be around somebody probably Kevin Spacey when they were fucking you know 15 but uh, the point I'm making is it's very 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 simple what's going on here there is no plan there is no plan for any of these lads other than the top they have a, a plan of maybe two months I mean Bruce Pritchard that fucking idiot should hang his fucking treble chain and shame as well. I mean, he has absolutely no credibility in my book. Nothing. You know, they, they fired Eric Bischoff from a job within two weeks because he wouldn't comply with their direction because he wanted to go somewhere. Oh, guess what? Bischoff actually achieved something on his own. Wouldn't you know who won the pony? As fucking Mr. Jim Cornette likes to say. He got fired because Vince likes these yes men. Yes, Vince, no problem. You know what I mean? It's basically, I'll tell you how it's going to go with Finn Balor. Unless they turn him heel, this was my prediction earlier. 
when I said with um, if they'd done the switcheroo with Seth Rollins um, and they, they were to turn someone like a Seth Rollins face, they could get Balor getting angry now about being fed to these people and they could get the prince out and they could get the bullet club, bullet club yeah. version of the prince out. I think that would suffice and would make up for all the mishaps. And he could yeah. then be your CM Punk type character where he's uh, fucking has his pipe bomb moment or something. And I think that's that's a segue into Big E retaining tonight. And maybe yes. he comes out and maybe he calls out Xavier Woods, you know, when he says, you know, I want to congratulate Xavier or something like this for what he did. And then he low blows him and then he absolutely upends him. And then he up, up, down, downs him and right, left, squares and circles and right. <laughs> and then, and then we end up where, you know, Big E has to come out and save his little buddy. And and then Balor's like, you know what? You can't live with me, kids. And he takes the title and we get that cocky heel. And again, if that's what happens, that will be A, some of the best writing WWE have had in right. fucking centuries. But it'll be B, an absolute shock and fluke if it does happen. Because they've got a track record for fucking stuff up. So why now they're going to do see. something that would make sense? Shout out to Kev, who works there as an Irishman. If you want, bring two fucking lads here who actually just brought the idea to the table and would know how to fucking write it in a six-month fucking storyline, and it might work for you, instead of signing these idiots to fucking multi, multi, you know, thousand-dollar contract a year. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my, that's my take on it. It's just, Shocking. I'm well, over it now. I suppose the upside is there's plenty of opponents there for him on Raw that he could have real good programs with if the right... But should we seen it before? You come out and do the little Fonzie and go. Hmm. Yeah. He, he might, but like, you know, like, I, I know why Woods was given the win. And like, as I said, it's, it's because of what he brought in. And whether people like it or not, that's what Vince was going to do. He was going to, you know, someone brought me in all this money. I'm going to give them a little pat on the back. There you go. Much money as Balor. Uh, did you did you realize there two years ago that Balor actually was up there with John Cena as the highest selling T-shirt guy? Yeah, yeah, I, I did. Yeah. And when's he going to when's he going to get his robe? I don't know, but like this is this exactly. way, so up, it, up, down, down doesn't mean jack shit to me. It doesn't matter if it means something to you, me, anybody else. It matters if it means something to Vince, and it it clearly does. So that's why he gave Xavier the, yeah, the rub. And that's there. why we're making the argument. We're saying that Devitt needs to be gone yeah, but, from that shithole of a company. Yeah, but you were asking me earlier to justify how this helps helps uh, Balor, and I said it doesn't. Like I'm, I'm in no way saying that. Woods should go over Ballard. Oh yet. no, I know, but I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you're I'm giving us a reason. Yeah, this yeah. is why he went over. Oh no, we agree. I understand what you're if, saying. Yeah, yeah. And if we want Ballard to go heel, there has to be something that triggers the man going heel. He can't just go from being the face on SmackDown, walking out on Raw, and be like, "Right, lads." Well, I can tell. I'm well, I've just, I've just, I've just given you the reason. Yeah, but like, like, but that's my point. That they needed to have something. Maybe this is it. Now, maybe yeah. I'm. That's just me being an optimist. I'm hoping that that's going to be the case. But something had to happen. Um, yeah. And if he came out as king of the ring, why would he become a heel if he if he just won king of the ring? You know, it it wouldn't work either in that sense. So hopefully it leads to him turning heel and being able to go on a proper. I think run we're all in agreement on that, aren't we, Ted? In fairness, like we that. are. But like, I think I it's the best thing that that you could do because you could come out then as the bitter guy, and then we, we're like behind you anyway. Do you know what I mean? Do yeah. we get? Do we get on Raw on Monday night? Do we get Balor coming out? 
the bitter baller coming out and he's bitter about the system and about losing to Xavier Woods. And does AJ and almost come out and go, you know what, we're with you. We're fucking sick of this place. This fuck this Randy Orton. Fuck this, you know, Matt Riddle. Yes. Let's get the band back together again. And 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 let's have this cocky heel faction that are gonna take over Monday Night Raw and absolute as the three boys are there, let's end the new day as as they were, you know, and take the belt as well. I love it. I, th- I think you're getting them coming out smiley, smiley anyway for the start of the start of Raw. He's coming out smiley, smiley, and then it'll be the, the turn on Woods, you know, come out, shake your hand, well done, you deserved it, and that'll be the turn. I don't know if it'll be AJ and Omos. I think you might see someone from NXT getting called up and him making his own little club. I can't see him and, like, if you have him and AJ... Oh, together, I can see him and AJ because they keep doing back and forth on Twitter all the time. I can, yeah. see. I, I can see them wanting it. I can't see Vince wanting it. Yeah, but don't but that's forget because he's a buffoon. Just, that's, and you've that's... just told us why Vince gave us Xavier Woods as the king of the ring. Money. Exactly. Yeah, the thank you for money. Now, if Vince doesn't see AJ and Finn as money, you know, he's fucking Stevie Wonder. Yeah. And imagine and imagine after a year or 18 months to turn down the line. Imagine the money in that look. Mm. Yeah. In that match. Oh, my God. I mean, that's a mania match that doesn't need a belt ever. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's that's your fucking Daniel Bryan Omega match. That's the best match that the the, the planet has to offer us. Mm. Let's move on anyway. WWE Championship, Big E champion going in versus Drew McIntyre. Um, for me, I expected a little bit more in this, even though I know Drew was heading off to the Blue Brand. But um, I've done my work here. I'm gone, lads. See you later, Money Messing. <laughs> I, I, I thought with this match, I thought it was solid. I thought they prepared a decent match, but it, like it's it's not something I'd be. It was a raw about. match, wasn't it? Yeah, it's not something I'll be talking to you next week about. Really. It was a raw match. It was. It was. Uh, I I'm gonna say something quickly just on this. I I and I hate saying it, Noel. You know I don't say this lightly. I think. I think other than Drew's absolute size and his intensity, I think he's overrated personally. Um, I, 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 I think in this circle, I think it's a difficult one as well because I think with Big E, I don't think they've put the machine behind him as a champion. And yeah. I don't think they've built him up enough. I think if anything, they've played him down as a champion. He's still But I think Big E is good. That's what I, I'm saying to you. Well, I think he's good, but I think he has huge potential. But I think what happens is he's still coming out. It's still the pancake thing. It's the positivity. It's it's all that stuff. And I think when you're WWE champion, I think you have to step into a different kind of realm. You well, it's Black still... History Month. Don't forget, they're going to keep running with that for a while, and then then they get bored with it. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, even apart from that, you know what I mean. I think in terms of him and in terms of you know him being WWE champion, I don't think I don't think they're fully behind it in terms of putting him out there as WWE champion, that it's a big deal. And I think... Yeah, but that's, is, yeah, I agree. And then you've Drew, you've Drew going into this match, which is billed as, as you know, one of the main events on Crown Jewel. And we know that Drew's going to the blue brand. And because it's Black History Month, are various other things like that. And, and Big E has credibility. He is By the way, shout out to Paul Pogba hmm. and what he said. Why do we need a Black History Month? Can we not just have a human month and not kind of make it all separate all the time? Let's all just... Have a yeah. human month. I was but, like, shout out to Paul Pogba. Just thought yeah. it was a great thing to say. But 
but I, I think this match, I think it was it was kind of, as you said, rigged up to be like a raw kind of weekly title match kind of thing, throwaway, really. Um, Darren, any thoughts on it? Um, yeah, look, you know, it was it was grand. It is what it is. Um, I kind of feel like, and it's funny Ian should mention Pogba there, I kind of feel like Big E is almost the, the Oli Gunnar Solskjaer of the WWE. He's sitting in a seat because there's no one else to take it, you know? Um, I think if if Vince and if the if the creative thought there was a better direction to go, maybe at this point in time, I think they would have ousted him. But I don't think there is being obviously the month that it is, and and you know he's a merch seller, and they built him with the with the Intercontinental Championship and stuff like that. But like from a legitimate championship point of view, and from a legitimate star point of view, he's not a star at the minute. He's really, really not. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with how he how WWE have failed to push him and failed to make him shine. Yeah. You know, as you said, on Raw a couple of weeks ago, they, they took a break from his entrance to do the draft mm -hmm. as if he was some jobber. Like, here's the Brooklyn brawler. Oh, no, he's actually got the Universal Championship on his, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I but I think it's the I, same with it. I, th I thought it was the same. With, and look, Noel knows that, like, Drew and myself were, were pretty close, and as was Noel. We were, we were all good friends. Um, and, and when I say overrated, I don't mean that in, in, in a bad way, but I mean in terms of as the guy, other than the actual size of him. And like, I still don't think it's, I, I, I don't believe it. Do you know what I mean? I don't believe it the way I believe in Roman or the way I believe in Brock or the way I believe in a Balor or Edge or. Yeah, but don't forget Rome, Roman, you, know, you use Roman as the example there. Roman's right up there yeah, with the absolute best in the world. And he's no, proved. but don't forget, Roman was for a while wasn't a lend, lend, lent that opportunity. But what I'm saying is, yeah. I've seen I've seen Drew lent that opportunity, and he's been given the rain the the, the reins, no pun intended, to go <laughs> with his own stuff. And I, I I don't believe it. Do you know what I mean? I think he's a better in ring worker than say Sheamus. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? This is the example I'm making. Yeah. But I think Seamus is more in tune with his character than, say, Drew is, if that makes sense. Yeah, and Seamus is also Seamus more in tune with Triple H's asshole as well, though. You what? Seamus is also way more in tune with sniffing Triple H's asshole as well and carrying his oh, well, bags. We, yeah, well, we, we all know that. We all know that he's not, you know, the best. You know, but we're not talking about that. But, Noel, you would agree with that. I think Seamus is just his character. And who the Celtic warrior is, and who he's meant to be, he can he can be funny or he can be, but and listen, yeah, he, well, he 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 invested in that character way before he landed in WWE. Anyway, he was always that Celtic warrior character. But I think I think two things I I probably raised there. There's probably an argument to put forward that Biggie was a bigger star before he won the WWE championship. And that it's kind of diminished slightly since he's won the belt. I think a yep. little only bit. because of one reason, though, because of what you said, because he's affiliated to the other two. I think, and and the company hasn't done what they should do. They they, they what happened was he's such a likable guy. He's such a great employee. We know the guy is is a, is a decent worker and stuff like that. But what happened was they brought him all the way to the dance. And as Darren said, there was no alternative. They had to follow through on him because he's a likable guy. He's a good guy. He's out there. He's put a shift in. He's been there a while now. They'd already done it with Kofi. 
Xavier was kind of out here. Maybe they had a plan for this King of the Ring down the road and all that kind of thing with rub up or down or whatever. Well, let me let me and ask. I think he was the other guy that was left. But um, in terms of Drew, I wonder would Drew start and be much bigger if he had have had the year that he had as champion, if there had have been fans. Maybe, maybe. But the only thing I'm just going to say on the back of your Kofi argument there, Noel, um, I wanted to ask Ted this because, like, I know, Ted, you can be analytical in your thinking. And I was thinking, if you if you think about it, like, with, 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 with um, Kofi, sorry, with Big E, should I say, um, and Balor, right? Can you imagine the, the proper way to break away the, the, the trio of the New Day Imagine Balor being that little slimy bastardy heel where he starts putting things in Biggie's head and be like, you don't need them. That co- do you know what I mean? You've never needed them. That kind of, If they do go down that road and they turn Balor that heel and he has his own little group, or even if it's just Balor on his own, just being a nasty little bastard, just planting seeds in and breaking them bit by bit and section by section and getting a bit of fucking... Um, Getting a bit of nastiness out of uh, out of Big E, I think that would be a great way to go. But then again, listen, that's something that in my mind I think makes sense. I don't think they would do that because they they think three year olds are the only because it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, I because don't. I, you see what I mean by that, though, Ted. Right? No, I I do, and I I think I think Niall's right. I think with Big E, they got behind them, gave him the money in the bank. And start and it started looking like you know, okay, they're they're getting behind this guy and he's starting to be built up. And then they gave him the title, and then they were like, right, job done, title's on him. What where where are we going next? We go and look at Brock yeah. and this, and they were just like, we've got the title on him. We'll see. We'll come back to him in two months. And they haven't put anything behind him. They haven't really done much with him. Um, I I think for Drew, it's kind of they have him as this happy smiley you know, happy-go-lucky fella. Look at that lad. That lad's not a happy, smiley, you know, smiling everyone. Look at him. He's a big, rough, tough Scottish prick. Let him go out there and just be kicking lads' heads off and he, he'll get over with that crowd instantly again. Let him go out yeah. there and just be nasty. Yeah. I'm not saying he has to be a heel, but yeah. let him be nasty. Like He nearly needs to do a Scottish version of Finley or something, doesn't he? Yeah, just be nasty. Yes. Don't, you don't need to be the bad guy. You can still be the face, all of that. But just you have to have that nasty streak in you mm. if you're going to be that sort of character. Um, for Big E, I think, I think what'll set Big E off for being the you know, getting more aggressive won't be Balor getting that uh, him to, you know, try and turn him against the New Day. I think it'll just be Balor taking out the two boyos, you know, going yeah. out and beating the ever living piss out of Xavier Woods, and then doing it to Kofi the following week. And that's what will trigger Big E. I don't think it'll be a you know mind games and things like that. I think Balor could do that. It, it, like I think he has the like the promo skills and stuff to to pull off that character. But I don't think he will. I think he'll just go out and he'll just nail the two boys to the wall. Kind of like and, what Lashley did. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's what he'll do. But he he'll be believable. And this is the thing. Like this is why you can have someone like Balor lose clean to Xavier Woods because you let him go out two weeks later and let him just kick them piss out of some lad and you're back to believing that this boy could be a title contender you know he has that star quality whereas if somebody else kind of loses that that match you're like nah put him in the bin he's done Balor has that quality where you believe he's still the champion like yeah yeah, yeah. 
Let's move on anyway. SmackDown Women's Championship triple threat match. Easily the match of the night, I think. Um, I, I really enjoyed this one. Just a just another really, really good match between the, the three girls. It's this or the opener for me, I think, as match of the night. Yeah, I, I, I just give it to the opener, but this was super. Really, really was super. Um, and we, again, did we call it the pre-show? It was going to be between these two for the, for the match of the night. It yeah. was going to be between this lady SmackDown, this women's SmackDown yeah. championship, and uh, and this, the Hell in a Cell. And the girls didn't disappoint. It was ex- it was excellent. You know, it really was from start to finish. Mm. Um, three great athletes put on an absolutely superb show, and really showed those lads in the front row what women can do. Yeah, um, it, it, and I know, like, it, it's not a big deal, but it's very strange to see all the women dressed. You know, the the full body suits and then the t-shirt over it and the, the shorts are it's very strange to see them all dressed like that there's no like they still put on quality matches but it, it's yeah, very but we're not a fan of the Ted yeah it's, it's it's just very strange to see that you know that they have to do that you know like especially, oh, not, know. especially not when our slash is involved we're not fans <laughs> of the Ted we're not fans of it down with that sort of thing yeah. but it's very strange that they that you know why is even letting them wrestle on the like, why are the Saudis happy for them to wrestle? But they're they're also like, but you have to be, you don't have to cover your face or anything like that. That we kind of insist on for our, the women that live over here. But like, you can't be wearing your normal ring gear, even though we watch you every week and you're wearing it on the telly every other week. You can't do that over here. Sorry about you. Um, but the match itself, like, they're probably they're probably afraid if the girls go in and the gear they're in. There'd be lads painting the bishop off themselves in the four six rows. We'll have to we'll have to shut the whole bleeding video down. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe that is it. But nah, the, it the won't be live on it won't be live on Peacock anymore, put it that way. <laughs> I suppose I suppose the only thing that comes out of it really with Becky retaining is she's off to the rod, the red brand. And she's with the SmackDown title. SmackDown's women title. And it's it's vice versa the other way, isn't it? So it's kind of like what way does that work out? Is it vice versa the other way? Isn't she yeah, Charlotte's gone with the Raw Championship. Smackdown, isn't she? Oh, yeah, she is, yeah. Um, I'd kind of forgotten Charlotte was still a champion. Uh, or had, had won the champion. Blasphemy, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, but she's, you know, she's kind of, she is or isn't the champion. Like, she's always flip-flopping between the two so she can build up mm. those reins, you know? I always yeah. kind of forget which, when, which week she's she is the champion and which week she's not sort of thing. Mm. Um. Yeah, they'll just switch it and it'll now be Charlotte's the SmackDown. They'll swap belts or something. I don't know. No, nah, they, they can't just swap belts. That could that wouldn't be like WWE to let them just swap belts in the locker room, Ted. They'll, no, they'll bump into each other in the hallway and the, the two belts will fall on the floor and then they'll each pick up the wrong one and we'll just continue on our way, won't we? You like Turnbuckle Gate, we forget it ever happened. Yeah. No, <laughs> yes. I I I think the, the ending to this match was great. I thought it was very, very smart, you know, have uh, have Becky get hit with the the KOD and then the two of them kind of scrambling about who'd get the pin and then when they finally got in Becky rolls them up and grabs the bottom rope but I thought it was a very smart finish kept everyone looking strong and let Becky walk out as the champ still I thought Becky's promo as well with, with um, Kevin I thought it was really really good yeah <laughs> I thought she's just really really cool I, I like this whole this by the way effects. for me and Darren shout out to Kevin for the last few days giving us a uh, Giving us props on the old Instagram. We can't show it around, but uh, shout out to Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move on. Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. 
wanted more. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, I, everyone I, did. I enjoyed it, but I kind of expected a lot more, or I expected a bit more layering to it. Um, I thought because I thought the build up to it was really, really good. I thought that the, the you know the signings and the way Lesnar was just out and Heyman as the snake and all this kind of thing and all. So I thought the build up was really cool to it. But I, I, I came out of it thinking I don't really want to see this again at a WrestleMania. Has it, is it just me or has Brock Lesnar trimmed down or has Ron yeah. got to his size? No, no, no. Brock has trimmed down massively. Not that, not that he looks bad. Not that he looks bad. No, he looked, he looked great. He, he, he was great. in super Nick. Like he looked like fighting Nick, like he was ready for a UFC yeah. fight. Like. Which, which yeah. may be the case. Yeah. No, you don't know, <laughs> know what that I, I actually think he's 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 probably gone past the point of UFC because if you look at a lot of his UFC bouts, he was big and bulky, whereas today he looked shredded at times in that ring, um, which we haven't seen in, in quite some time, maybe since his very, very early days. But he looked terrific. I've um, heard through the grapevine, lads, that we're going to see a lot more Brock in this new contract than we have done in previous years as well. And I wonder, I wonder if that's something to do with it. I, I think he's fallen in love with this storyline of, you know, the, the Heyman in the middle of him and Roman. And I get where you're coming from, Niall, that I don't think this delivered all that much. But I think the reason for that is, let's be real, like Crown Jewel isn't, isn't real, you know, like that. This is a nice little spin off show and you get it's your a raw. Show. It's a raw with the bells and whistles, isn't it? It's not really? even that because like, you know, the, the way WWE look at it is Crown Jewel is just that's over there. That's a spin off show. It's not leading to any of the other stuff. Like that just kind of happened over there, and we can kind of forget about it if we need to. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Whereas, uh, whereas, yeah, no, he's right. They, they want to keep the actual meat and bones of this feud because this is a real feud. Like, uh, other than Edge and Rollins, um, and Balor and and no, the but lads. no, other than Edge and Rollins, there was no actual feud coming into this other than Brock and uh, Reigns, was there? Oh like, yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Oh, Sorry, yeah, uh, yeah. Gold, yeah, Goldberg and Lashley, but sure, that was just you know they were going to give Goldberg but the, the win, girls so as well, though the girls as well. Yeah, but they kind of like they booked themselves out of that by keeping everyone looking strong, sort of thing on that. You know what I mean? This is the only one where they didn't want to give away anything because they were like, we need to keep this for you know for our own big shows, not for the fucking Saudis. Well, to be fair, yeah. they do that every week. Yeah. So I th- I think they kept this and they kept it you know very short and you know. Heyman just slid the tight limb between the two of them. They're like, that keeps that interest going and that'll do, that'll, that'll do enough for the Saudis to get us out of here and they'll be happy with that. And we can continue this feud. Like this feud is not over. So no. I get I get what you were saying, Niall, that you weren't overly interested in it and you're this this show kind of soured the feud a little bit. But I think you just have to kind of pretend no, this show I didn't, think, this, this it, didn't happen. I think the intrigue that they placed with Heyman throwing the belt in saying... Yeah. I think I, that was that's what leaves it open. You know, I think I, mean? I, I think that's all that this show was was just to get Heyman to do that because they didn't want to give away anything else. I think th- this is basically just a little smackdown in the middle of this, getting to the next pay per view. This is their big blow off match eventually. So I I'm still interested to see where this goes because this is and even this. even uh, even Uncle Jim Cornet even said like he was liking uh, you know. The likes of Brock doing his own promos and stuff yeah, at the moment. Dynamic of it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I think maybe Brock has kind of went, you know what? This could be for me. 
on like a I could be here every couple of weeks doing this. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I think that's a, a positive to come out of, of this crown jewel. And uh, um I think the only other positive is that if uh, Darren and myself's uh prediction comes true for our very own uh Shamrock man <laughs> not Ken comes out literally smelling the roses after this because I tell you here now if there's nothing for that man on raw in the next two weeks you know I'm I'm already on the trigger but uh I'm I'm I'm, I'm almost 100% fully invested in in Mr. Khan mm. announcement to be made soon for the Dynamo podcast network by the way <laughs> well gents as always it's been a pleasure reviewing Crown Jewel <laughs> Um, or at least most. It wasn't a pleasure at all. Well, look, <laughs> well, look, we cheered you up somewhat, didn't we? Um, just, just by your presence, gents. Nothing to do with yous. You were all beautiful. <laughs> That's why it's always on Spotify. <laughs> but as always, videos on Dynamo Podcast Network, audios on Spotify, and if you want to hit us up, you'll get us at T Podman on Twitter or the Four Podman on Facebook. Till next time, gents. A pleasure. Look. So you're in 2021.